Hi everyone, it's Obiabuchi here with the Leading From Your Core podcast and vodcast. This show is dedicated to helping leaders all around the world discover leadership wisdom, stories and insights that will enable you tap into the power of leading from the inside out. Our current season is focused on mental resilience among leaders, and I'm delighted to welcome on the show, Matt Ovenden. Um, hey, Matt, great to have you on. Um, Matt, just for our listeners and viewers, is a leading British entrepreneur and business mentor who has successfully launched a number of exciting ventures over the years, including businesses dedicated to developing renewable sources of energy. He's also got an incredible passion for boats, which led him to one of his latest ventures as the founder and CEO of Borrow Boat, which is essentially the Airbnb of boats. So Matt, really excited to have you on the show and looking forward to our conversation today. Thank you. Well, pleasure to be here. So our listeners and viewers get to know a little bit more about who you are just you know tell us some of the stuff that I haven't mentioned and and particularly what do you enjoy about being an entrepreneur okay yeah um I'm uh I started didn't start off as an entrepreneur I had a career in engineering many years ago Obi and I shared uh, <laughs> on a graduate training scheme together at London <laughs> Underground about 20 years ago now would it be 20 years this year wouldn't it yeah um and uh so I I trained as a chartered mechanical engineer um and you know I had a normal sort of career path at, at that point I guess but then sort of took a bit of a left turn off into into entrepreneurship like 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 yourself Obi uh, uh at a certain point and um I'm I'm now a I'm a dad of four, um, a family man. Uh, but I've been working for myself since 2009, if you like. Well, st starting businesses since 2009. Um, I've enjoyed enjoyed this process. Um, felt felt it suited me to to create things and build things. You know, um, it's been it's it's never it's not dull. I'll put it that way. There's definitely some ups and downs. Uh, it's there's challenges all the time but you know i kind of wouldn't have it any other way um and and we are where we are now it's this is borrow boat is the fourth business we've had some good good outcomes and and learned a lot along the way oh and and we'll come to some of those lessons shortly one of the things that scares a lot of people about being an entrepreneur is the unknown and the uncertainty and the challenges and how you got to navigate that. And, and I think that fits well with the theme of this season, mental resilience. So I'd love to go there mm -hmm. with you, Matt, and just ask, what does mental resilience mean to you? And what role has it played in, it, in enabling you to get to where you are today? I think it's probably fair to say uh, you need a certain amount of rent, mental resilience, really, to, to go, go out on your own and, and start these do things uh, from scratch and start things off. Just because, as you say, the, the amount of unknowns there would is unsettling for you know, many people. I mean, I think I think some some people are either suited to the startup world or they're or they're not and we've had mm -hmm. various people through the doors uh, and recruit in recruitment from the various businesses at various times some have been a perfect fit and have loved the culture of a, a growing starting 
startup business and others who've hated it. Some people have come from a, a big, you know, some people just prefer, they have strengths in other areas and just prefer to know longer ahead what's what's coming and plan ahead and have much more of a secure stable environment around them mm-hmm. other other people other other of us i guess find that inhibiting or stifling and, and, and would rather have a bit more of an open open-ended potential future outcome and, and blank canvas and we'd like you know with that comes the unknown it could go the right way or it could go the wrong way but you need to be able to sort of take the rough with the smooth if you're going to go this way don't you um as as you all know as well i've been there so it's sort of you know you, you you take the potential upside with the potential downside and you've got to have i guess a certain amount of mental resilience in there to be able to to to, to take the the blows and obstacles that that you might come across and and if if you didn't have have that i guess you you would find it incredibly stressful uh you'd mm-hmm. probably not enjoy it and not get the the potential ben- benefits of, of doing this sort of thing uh, and you'd probably decide it wasn't for you sure sure i, I love that matt just you know hearing the, the story and those are realities for a lot of people a lot of business a lot of the entrepreneurs that i speak to and chat to and coach and that there's i, I want to unpack something you said about just being able to take the rough with the smooth and just the blows that come your way so for you what, what's your perspective of those blows? Is it just, hey, this is just part of the journey. It's, yeah, that's a, I've had a setback. I've had a bit of a, a blow, but it's all part of the journey. How do you view those? Because some people see that as, oh, it's, it's an obstacle. It's the end of the road. I can't do any more. But mm. you clearly see it differently. Yeah, um, I guess you do take it in the mix and say, yeah, this is, I mean, unless it's some sort of a, uh, fatal blow to the entire business <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah we don't want those do we <laughs> no no i mean yeah you normally um yeah i mean there's always things never run smoothly i mean with a startup you can never really plan particularly far ahead i would say not ever in, in all the, over the 10 years of it much more than confidently more than three to four months ahead you really see exactly where you're going to be because things are moving fast mm. you've got to try and stay ahead of the curve and, and plan for events but obviously you never quite know what's around the corner uh, or things don't always pan out exactly as planned so you you're constantly adapting i think constantly revisiting your plan readapting re reattuning where you are means some some of these things if there's a development that's not as you as you've planned maybe you sort of you you plan your way up to it and around it rather than full steam into it and you know, derail the everything you know, i guess you try and try and just be very pragmatic and regularly review where you are and what you're doing um sure. i yeah, guess yeah. minimize mm. i love that I, I what you're describing i often talk about it as it's imagine a wave you can't control a wave and and you're into boats right so you'll know this you can't control a wave but what you can do is is ride it and surf it and i i've come to see that as a great way of developing a perspective that helps you have that resilience that i can't control things control is an illusion what i can do as you say is is pivot you can reassess and, and work out what is it i need to do differently in order to move in the direction that i'm, yeah. I'm heading yeah i think you've got to strike a balance you can't try and control everything you, you don't want to be a micromanager 
uh, as such and trying to be a micromanager you'll just find it incredibly stressful i think and it will be counterproductive and you'll probably burn out sooner so sure. that, but also you don't want to be completely hands off the wheel just freewheeling along and you know hey wherever it takes me <laughs> yeah. but at the same time I, I do believe you can plan and you can either decide to plan ambitiously or, or cautiously and you can you can make plans and you can go pragmatically about carrying them out and and you can make amazing things happen like about keeping a cool head and just carrying out plans that make sense that have been thought through and planned and rationalized and, and realistic and and this is you know just by getting on with things looking at things methodically and then going about implementing you can do amazing things yeah I, yeah that's brilliant I, I can't help but just that another idea because you're into boats these just seem to be coming to me but it, it's this sense of knowing where you're going because you talked about being able to just think ambitiously you can plan ambitiously or cautiously so have an ambitious plan of here's where I'm going and there may be storms and stuff that come my way that mean I've got to move a little bit to the right or to the left but I still know where I'm going and by having that incredible vision that plan that goal of how to get there then you just take the that's right um, and I think a lot of that some of the storms that come your way yeah. yeah, I think a lot of that proves that the planning matters a lot. You know, fail to plan and plan to fail. All that. You, if you're going about a new business or a new a new venture, you need to plan it well, research it well, have thought about a lot of it, and then then you go about the implementation. Now, the implementation sure. may not follow the plan exactly, but if the plan sure. is good, you've got a pretty good chance of getting somewhere near to where you plan to get to. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fantastic. Well, let's. Um talk about this then what what's been one of your greatest leadership successes and, and and what what did it reveal about your mental game and your mental resilience yeah okay um i'd probably pick out the fundraising crowdfunding with uh borrow boat actually just because okay. uh that borrow boat was my fourth business but i hadn't really raised capital for a business before i'd worked with investors and raised capital for projects and financed numerous large renewable energy projects and other projects but this was a different um sort of thing where fairly early on in the process or a boat being a tech company required a significant amount of investment in the tech from pretty pretty early on sure um we immediately had to 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 raise capital um it, within the first year i think we raised capital twice and we've done it as a business seven times we've raised capital something like that we've raised just about five million to date um yeah i think i think the business wouldn't be where it is now if we hadn't you know if i hadn't raised that capital um sure and it definitely needed me to get across the the plan yeah and and the, and the vision mm -hmm. and inspire confidence in people to put their money forward and, and invest um mm. which was easier said than done and i think it it it, it didn't all happen easily um it was challenges in there you need, need a good degree of mental resilience i mean with crowdfunding if you don't reach 100 percent, you have to cancel the funding round you could have had a I lot see. of money contributed wow. you could have had hundreds of thousands contributed but if you don't get 100 you've got to give all that money back to everyone wow. to cancel the round so that that's a degree of pressure uh, on on then and with crowdfunding, 
back in 2017, it was it was the norm to launch about 30% funded. So we had, we'd launched, set out to raise capital and only have about 20% of it in the bag. And you've got a ticking clock of uh, 30 days to raise it. That's an incredible amount of pressure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, and it, we, we were se- several weeks in um, and not not 100%, you know. And so I had to sort of dig, raise, raise, raise the game, the fundraising game. So, right, let's do more more pitch events reach more people and i guess it was a bit of a challenging moment it was you could have you could have given up at that point i could have gone no this when i think we're going to get there you know um sure it was a week to go i think and we weren't a hundred percent on that first round um no the second round this is actually sorry big upon okay. the first one when it went quite the second round we were with a week to go we were we were still short sure and um i just decided to uh, not give up, I guess. You know, I thought we'd, I just need to cast a wider net here to reach more people. Let's do this up the activity level. We had a certain plan yeah, for the yeah, funding yeah. round, but clearly it hadn't got us to where it was supposed to have got us to by that point. So I had to just up, up the uh, ante and uh, meet more people, get more introducers on board, do more pitch events, do more of a campaign. We held a sure. founder event. Uh, engaged more VCs directly, went straight to VCs direct instead of individual okay. angel investors. And what happened is we got um, a VC came on board in that last week with a wow. 500k investment. And then that powered the round over 100%. And then someone else, another group of investors saw that and they came forward with another 500k investment. Sure. And wow. the round ended up 250% funded. But it was a moment where you just had to dig deep, uh, for sure. You know, you could yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have just wrote, wrote it out, blamed uh, the circumstances, blamed other people. But this is just uh, not going to happen. The market's not right for this. There aren't enough investors around. It's easy to blame other circumstances. But that was a moment to sort of sink or swim, really. And that was dig deep, you know, up the game. You can having sleepless nights already because you probably blow the target, but sure, yeah, go harder, go harder at it, go meet more people. I was contacting introducers and contacting more funds, and I thought just the more I thought I firmly believed in the idea the borrow about people will mm. invest in this. Sure, uh, I just need to keep meeting more people because a certain amount of people were saying no, although a yeah. certain amount were saying yes. So we just had to cast a wider and wider, wider net, and yeah. then we found the people, and we got the money, and and, and off we went. Mm. amazing amazing story <laughs> i could just sense the the pressure and imagine what that last week was like but i i love the fact that you said there was this moment for you where you thought i could either just that's it pack it all in and, and mm. just give up and, and say circumstances and difficulties in the market or yeah. i can dig deep and up the ante and you, yeah, you said I could have I could have gone. gone away without losing a lot of face. I don't think a lot of people would have, you know, blamed me. You know, it was a tough thing. Sure. I didn't want that outcome. I didn't want to, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we didn't raise the capital. So yeah. It was it was no there was no two ways about it for me. We had to we had to get it there. And it was, yeah, it was a, a dig in moment. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I love that because you're just drawing on some incredible elements of resilience that you said you firmly believed you firmly believed that this was possible it was just a question of hey we've just got to up the ante here yeah and if there was any doubt in you then you probably would have said well maybe i, I there was a part of me that thought it wasn't 
yeah, there would have been time to like quit. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, I still believed in the assumptions we'd made, and I, I'd made right at the beginning uh, that this was a solid proposition. The market yeah, needed yeah. this. Sure, you know, done all the work, the research to, to to bear this out. So I believed all that data. Yeah, yeah. This was yeah. not an emotional sort of passion project. Just sure. emotional. This was like a, a, a rational. There's something here. There's an opportunity, and that, those facts hadn't changed yet for me. So, I guess um, I'm someone who always goes on the, the logical rather than the emotional. I guess sure. you know, there was an yeah. emotionally tough situation there, but I was looking at the facts. And, you know, this is still this is still sound. The business, the, yeah. you know, the business yeah. opportunity is still there. The market opportunity is still there. There's lots of proof of other investments of this sort into similar companies. Um, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to get this. This is the way I'd sort of look, and so. I just need to meet more people and cast it wider and, and go harder yeah. at it and increase the activity level. Yeah. Uh, and that did, that did come through with it in the end. Yeah. But you're right. It would have been a potential time to, to throw the towel. Um, sure. Yeah. I, I love the fact that you said that, Hey, I did the research. This was a sound proposition. So there was no need for me to, give in to perhaps the emotion of fear because some people all that's going on mm. when they're facing a difficult moment is their emotions get the better of them that the boat is wobbly and then suddenly they think i don't know if i can move in this direction because i can't really see where mm. i'm going and you know all of the storm and hail and all of yeah. that but you're saying listen i know that we can get to that destination yeah. and yes it's a bit choppy the waters are a bit choppy at the moment but we can uh, get there so love that loving the boating analogies inspired me there mate man. there's so many years, yeah. <laughs> so many so many and i'm sure yeah. our listeners and viewers can connect with it we, yeah we absolutely no there's so many good what ones like what about what about so that's a great example of just you facing uh, you know, challenging moment and just upping your game and really digging deep and, and tapping into your belief. What about what's been one of your most significant failures and, and what has that taught you about your mental yeah. game and resilience? Okay, so I'll probably pick on another situation with my third business. Um, so this was a renewable energy business. We were building off-grid renewable energy specifically at this point. Um, there was a, there was an opportunity market opportunity um, because the oil price was very high back in 2014, 120 dollars a barrel plus, much higher than it is now or has been since actually. Um, and renewable energy was at a real sort of tipping point. Where I'd been working renewables for the previous five years, and we'd done a lot of wind farms in the UK. And we were we'd launched this business, and we were working on some great exciting projects in Necker Island in the BVIs with Richard Branson. Um, Antigua. This was a Caribbean-based business building renewables in the Caribbean predominantly. There was a situation in by 2016, two years after launch, where the market conditions had changed slightly, like the oil price in particular had fallen from over $120 a barrel to around $20 a barrel. Um, and renewables are always competing wow. with oil. That's just yeah, yeah, yeah. at the yeah. end of the day. And it just made the whole sell of renewables much harder uh, a lot of people who, who were thinking about doing it were saying well actually i'll just stick on stick on my diesel generators for now because sure. prices come down so much you know i'll, I'll, I'll park that and I'll, this was starting to happen a bit across the um 
the board of, of, our, of our sales funnel. So um, it was a challenging situation, um, but I also had to step back and go, let's not just plow on regardless, you know, in the face of it, just from sheer gritted teeth, because actually mm-hmm. it, it goes back to that, that rationale. Is, something, is, is, is the rationale all, all still good here? Sure. There was a problem, I think, you could you could I could argue that that business was too reliant on geopolitical uh, parameters staying at a certain point, but it, sure. there was actually a problem there in that that business. Uh, I, I could see, so I decided to exit that business. And that was the way I responded to that. Uh, sold to my oh. business partner, and um, it was and walked away from from that market. Yeah. yeah, so that was a moment to sort of just think this is the right thing to do here um it's not the way you would have wanted it to go necessarily uh it wasn't the outcome we potentially could have had in the market but at the same Mm -hmm. time i thought it's the best thing to do to go on to go on to the next thing and i mean later that year i founded borrow a boat so wow i I didn't know i was going to do that straight away but i thought i'll I'll go and do something else whether there's better market conditions and um, I, I know how to build a company. I know how to build a team. I, I can I can do something in a different sector. I did consciously want to get into more of a tech focus area. I could see the whole boom happening in, in app economy and the smartphone revolution. There's such a lot of energy in that since in the last decade. And um, sure. I consciously wanted to move that way. I wanted to move to B to C as well to just try that quick fire B to C type business. Right? Yeah. And um, borrow a boat emerged as the idea and went hard at that and then have looked back and that would that was five years ago now yeah wow wow mm. well so so it, i mean it sounds like in a sense you even in that situation although it wasn't working out you just came to the decision that this wasn't really the best for you for you right now and that was okay yeah, it just it was a decision to walk away from it yeah yeah because things had changed Sure. I think if it was still over $120 a barrel and all the original market conditions there, all the, all the assumptions we've made at the beginning of the business uh-huh. were still the same, and then I wouldn't have walked away from it. I would have said there was some, I would have looked for somewhere okay. else for the problem. But the, the problem yeah. was with the fundamental underlying uh, business proposition, actually, in sure. that space at that time. Yeah. And yeah. you could plow on, you know, just for sheer gritted teeth. Sure. But that might have been like just, you might have started to find you're trying to you know, push water up a hill or something. You know, if it's not, if there's actually a bigger problem, yeah, yeah, best to figure that out sooner rather than later, and change yeah, yeah. change lanes. Yeah, and, and for you, from a mental resilience perspective, is that just about hey, facing up to the facts and knowing when it is time yeah, to was... to yeah walk away, leave the situation. Yeah, because yeah. I think mental resilience is really important. Of course, it's an attribute, but you can't have it blindly you sure. can't say i'm just gonna be resilient to whatever yeah yeah, yeah 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 i could have ended up still being in that business now banging my head against the wall and not really got anywhere so there's there's just keeping an eye on the wider picture and rationale for everything all the time and the assumptions that have been made and i don't know yeah. bearing out and things like that you know it's right the way i'd look at that um and there's a time to to fold or a time to to, to a twist if you like you know so um yeah. both 
<laughs> Brilliant. So, so yeah, mental resilience isn't stupidity, right? It's not. Yeah, yeah just not, keep going, uh, regardless. Yeah, not not of just for the sake of it. Yeah, not yeah. like I'm going to be bloody minded. I'm just. I don't care if <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah. all the wheels have fallen off this thing. I'm going to just stick to yeah. it. You know, you can't yeah. be blindly yeah. resilient. No, but yeah. resilience where the situation makes sense and you've got to carry on and not let the emotional or the impact of certain events to knock you off course i guess yeah sure cool um so some great examples from a, a business perspective i just want to touch on life generally because the last 18 months for a lot of leaders have been incredibly intense so not only yeah. are they having to think about businesses a lot of leaders are, are family people as well and so they're having to think about family so just how's mental resilience shown up in life for you over the last two years yeah well it definitely has i mean in the last two years um probably particularly in in 2020 um i've had to had some of the most mental resilience ever i think with the with the homeschooling of four kids under the age of 10 while still oh, running, running wow. my business yeah <laughs> <laughs> while still running your business yeah and and and, and yeah just tell us more because i guess the, the, the business too must have been under pressure right because how was that impacted by yeah no it was all going pandemic. on at the same time 2020 obviously we we're all in the sort of um unknown with this pandemic weren't we the boat charter sector i mean boat charter was banned globally for quite wow. a few months of 2020 uh, the most of the spring we had a small flurry in the summer, mostly in the UK. And then um, it was in the autumn, it was all sort of prohibited again. So our revenues were very, very stifled. And it was very much kind of batten down the hatches right, to do another a boating hunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was sort of, you know, uh, you know, you know bunker sort of mentality slightly at survival. Let's keep make sure the business comes out the other side. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's got enough. You know, I've got several thousand shareholders to answer to who've crowdfunded us and a, and a venture capitalist fund, and uh, that was a, that was quite a lot on my plate to be dealing with. But there was also the fact that my wife's uh, anaesthetist on the front line of COVID, so she wow. was up in the hospital, and then the four kids were, were at home a lot in 2020, and um, they needed homeschooling at the same time as I <laughs> running the business. So it was definitely an exercise in mental resilience there and, uh, <laughs> and multitasking um yeah it was a different kind of challenge it was just uh, yeah juggling how, how to juggle so many things at once sure. really you know what, what helped old, you what helped something. you with all of that well I mean you see it was easy to sort of complain about the situation but that kind of wasn't going to get you anywhere, you know. Sure. There's no point complaining that we've got kids because we, yeah, we we, we made decisions to do that. And we we make, make yeah. rely on it, and the, I don't. I don't really you can't turn that. back on that decision. I'm not now. someone who sort of goes around complaining about parenting when I've decided to have kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's not really much point complaining about the pandemic because it's just no one, you know, it's just something that's happened. So it was sure. a kind of. Could just get on with it, really. Um, mm. there's no, there was no two ways about it. That you could find practical solutions, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. To to the logistics of uh, 
supervising young children and working and there are ways and means you can eventually sort of make that work and, and sure. get, get by and uh, that's what ended up happening but yeah. yeah it wasn't wasn't easy that's for sure not for the faint-hearted <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I know I know what that was like during the pandemic we we haven't got four we've got three but it was it was a a challenge navigating working building the the business uh homeschooling swapping out who's going to be in the study who's going to be in that room it, it's just it was intense and I, I love though that your perspective was and I'll summarize it this way. It's, can I change this situation? I can't. And so if I can't, then I need to accept it and then work out what I can do about it. I think that's a big part yeah. of helping us be Yeah, there was no two ways about it. Yeah. Situations. Yeah. And uh, you, could, you could have complained and kicked up and stamped your foot and, you know, made a fuss, but to who? And, you know, for what, really? You know, it was what it was, and you had to just make it work sure mm. sure well hey final question mm-hmm. matt um over the years for, for me through my experience my challenges work i do with leaders coaching and training them I, i've discovered this truth that when life squeezes you and the pressure is on and uh, the winds are hailing all around you um what you're like on the inside will come out so from your experience, how can leaders make sure that what they're like on the inside helps them to be as resilient as possible, especially in challenging situations? Yeah, I think that's true. I think you fall back on your inner core self-belief, I guess, in very, very tough situations. Um, so underpinning a lot of, a lot of it is your, is your self-confidence, I guess, and sure. your, your own personal self-confidence and balance, which... You know, and how to build that, um, well, it, it comes from a mixture of all areas of your life, I think. You know, what kind of home life, outside of work life do you have? What, are you supported? Mm. Family, if it suits you? Are you living where you want are you where you want to be? Sure. You know, are you living in the right area with the right people in the right setup? Do you have the right balance in your life? Exercise, hobbies? friends yeah if everything needs to be balanced for you to be at your best i think yeah and yeah. you know if several of those are out of kilter then you'll never quite mm. be at your best mm. and that's to be uh, the best version of yourself if you like and and your self-confidence builds i think i think partly from having all those things but also experience builds self-confidence more sure. than anything yeah, else yeah, yeah. as well yeah. so if you're going to enter into something i suppose uh, stay yeah, make sure you feel you've got the right tools for the job. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. can easily over overreach, um, and then you might be a nagging lack of self confidence or something sure. like that. Um, so it's a balance between you know staying in the comfort zone, but also feeling confident enough to to have you the self confidence to carry you through what you're doing. It's that balance, yeah. and only you can strike that that individual yeah balance for yeah. yourself yeah. but i would say that you, yeah your, your self-confidence is built up from experience but from your wider life as well yeah yeah and i think that's it. what you fall back on in the tough times you know you, you, how you really feel about yourself and your own self-confidence and self-esteem comes into play mm, mm, brilliant 
Yeah, that's so true. Because in those moments, you're you're essentially with yourself and and you're asking yourself questions. Do I have what it takes? Right. And yeah. so if you don't have, can I do this or not? Yeah. I yeah. Can I do it? Yeah. yeah. Can I do it? And I get it. It goes back to that story you shared of, of the the funds that you were raising. And in that moment, a week to go, it's can I do it? And clearly, with you had the the network, you had the support, you had the experience, you had the right tools. And so you're able to say to yourself, I can, let's dig deep, guys. I know this, we can get um, to where we where we want to, which is, um, yeah, yeah, brilliant. That's brilliant. Right. And it, it's some, some sort of underlying self-belief, self-confidence, I think, that, that underpins this at those times. Yeah. yeah, and I think your question is how to build that. It's because that, that is how to build <laughs> yeah. resilience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's my, my take on it. Yeah. Hey, Matt, thank you so much. Great to Thanks, catch David. up as well. Uh, great to talk through this and share your story. And I, I'm sure our listeners and viewers will have taken a lot from that, from someone who's in the thick of it and knows what it's like and knows how to navigate those storms uh, not just out on the sea so hey um just to our listeners and viewers remember that if you want to be a courageous and resilient leader if you want to live life on purpose and with purpose then it starts from the inside out have a great day. See you on the next show. And Matt, thanks again for coming on the show. As a guest. Thank you, Obi.